0: Hello, welcome back to Crusher Talk. I am your hostess, Haley Crusher Kane. And if you listen closely during this audio gift, you may hear Peanut snoring very loudly. Um, happy to be back. Um, just wanted to pop in and connect with you guys. After all, the reason I started this Substack was to better connect with those who are following my creative journey and who are on their own creative journeys. But I cannot connect with all of y'all if I cannot connect with myself, and it has been a very challenging few months here in the Crusherverse, Um, so much so that there was not much that I could actually give to another human being. I had to give back to myself, my dogs, my band, (laughs) my family, my friends, Um, and so now I am back and able to share everything with you guys and... uh, I, I could go down a laundry list of all the things we did over the past um, month or so, but I will start with one big one, uh, the house in Hamtramck, beautiful Hamtramck, Detroit. We have purchased that house. In fact, I purchased the house. We. It's funny because Dr. Kane owns the California house and I technically own the Detroit house. Um, So that's really funny. Uh, I feel like Frida Kahlo would absolutely approve of that. Uh, We also have separate record collections, so (laughs) we come together to share a lot of things, but we are not totally enmeshed. Um, This Having a, a headquarters here in Detroit has been fantastic and exciting and just exhilarating, of course. Uh, as I have alluded to, the pur- the the entire process of purchasing this home in Detroit has been quite wild and quite intense, and there's been a lot of false starts and even a couple uh, situations where we were about to close, and then the day of the closing, it fell through twice, actually. So it was qu- kind of a roller coaster, but we are in the New headquarters, and before I get anybody too confused, I should explain that this house is on the border of Detroit proper and Hamtramck, which is a small two-mile city. Um, it's, they, the, the, the motto is, see the, uh, the world in two miles. It's a very small city within Detroit. It's a city within a city um, that is just north of downtown Detroit, a couple miles away. It was originally a Polish kind of community, a Polish community. Um, it's seen a lot of industry, the, obviously the the car manufacturing industry, um, and now it is a um, Muslim majority city in. Uh, it's it's actually the the first Muslim majority government. The government itself of the city is majority Muslim and majority Muslim population in North America. Um, so that's very interesting to me coming from a place that really lacked in a lot of diversity. We're living in a community where um, Bangladesh and people from Yemen, uh, Bangladeshi and Yemen people are first generation immigrants a lot of times, first, second, third generation immigrants who have come here to have a better life and are doing the best they can. And it's a very interesting environment because we are absolutely the minority But before I go too far into that, I just wanted to mention that, yes, it is a city within the city of Detroit, and it's actually quite interesting, something I never noticed because why would I ever notice it? Why would I ever be looking at a map of Detroit? But if you were looking at a map of Detroit, you would see that where Hamtramck and Highland Park are, there is a hole. There is a hole within the city limits. It's literally a city that is surrounded, and and, and Highland Park is just just, uh, bordering us, Hamtramck. And I say us loosely because I technically live in Detroit, but I get mail that says I'm in Hamtramck and I get mail that says I'm in Detroit. So who's to say, really? The library seems to think that I live in Detroit, but, you know, I'm still working on the librarian there, uh, the Hamtramck librarian. (laughs) So there's a hole in the city um, where Highland Park and Hamtramck are. It's this little hole. It's really funny if you look at it. And if you look up the history of like why this happened, it kind of started out with Um, every, you know, everything was farmland back in the day. Um, let's see, uh, when was Detroit? Uh, let's see. So Detroit was less than one square mile in size. Isn't that wild? When it was incorporated as a city in 1806. So it was a, it was a tiny one square mile. That's even smaller than Hamtramck, um, city when it was incorporated in 1806, and it was a lot of farmland. Actually, the it's amazing how green it is here and just how much is growing in these neighborhoods. There's so many plants. It's crazy. Um, so many gardens, so many prolific gardens everywhere I look. Um, so it was all farmland. And so as, the, as Detroit's population grew, um, Detroit started growing and the surrounding townships kind of all started becoming part of Detroit, right? And so um Hamtramck felt like it was its own kind of cultural place because of like the German shop owners and um the Polish shop owners they really felt like okay this is like our community we feel like it has its own identity um we don't want to be Detroit we want to stay Hamtramck um and by the way the name Hamtramck is not Polish as though although it really does seem like it should be right H a m t r a m c k. It feels like a be Polish. Um, it's actually uh, a French guy. I want to say it's the guy that actually uh, discovered Detroit or Détroit. It really is Détroit. Um, the French, the French were the ones who first took over Detroit and claimed it for themselves. Anyways, okay, so so it was kind of a cultural identity situation. But then when the auto industry came up and Um, Henry Ford and the the, uh, Chrysler brothers were um, building all these car manufacturing factories in Hamtramck. There's still a lot of that left over today here. They basically wanted to keep Hamtramck and Highland Park um, their own city for tax purposes. They didn't want to pay the high price, the high taxes in Detroit. So they had a lot invested in keeping Hamtramck and Highland Park. Um, their own separate little cities with their own taxes and all that stuff. So that's kind of how Hamtramck ended up just being its own weird little place. And today, it's amazing. There's more than twenty uh, languages spoken by the local school district. It's really wild. It's I may have I may I might be repeating myself from the last podcast, but I just haven't been on in a while. Um, and I just find this place so interesting and fascinating that I want to share it with you. Um, so that's kind of the history of Detroit of um Hamtramck. Um, I live on the border right near Outer Limits, which is aptly named. It's one of our favorite bars, but I also live near Smalls, which is a great local venue, as well as the sanctuary. There's a cool art space called Public Pool. This is all walking distance from us, and it's been so cool. I've only been in the house for about like two or three weeks now, really. And I'm walking to different places and we're going to events. And there was the Hamtramck Music Festival that just happened. And we were able to just walk down to Smalls or just jet over to Whiskey in the Jar, which is on the main drag of Joseph Campo Street. And so that's been really cool. It's been really exciting exploring a new city. It is a, it is a small little quirky city. And like I said before, it's very green. When I'm walking the dogs, I'm seeing just so many beans, peas, trellises, just gorgeous squash, like, like fields of squash. It's quite amazing um, how green and how lush everyone's garden is here right now in the late summer, in late August. Um, but the city itself is so culturally diverse. I'm already learning so much just by being here. You know, being at the supermarket where I don't know what a lot of the items are, and I'm shopping next to someone who's wearing a full burqa with just their eyes exposed, and they're express- expressing their religious freedoms and their cultural identity. And it's just really right out there for everyone to see and it's not something that I'm used to being around. It's it's very uh, engaging. And I think the word I keep coming back to is it's very delicious. It's very, it's very rich. All the experiences that I'm having at this moment in time are very rich because I am experiencing new cultures for the first time, new foods for the first time, exploring um, delicious foods from Yemen. My God, there's so many new foods that we've been trying it's like a new a new knowledge every day for instance there are some men on our street who have their beards um dyed orange they actually look like my hair it's quite funny like it's just not something that i um would expect these are older men and they have their beards dyed orange and apparently this is a big thing in bangladesh and if you google it Um, there's an article that's like, is in Bangladesh, orange is the new black, basically talking about how it's a, uh, religious Islamist thing to do this. And, uh, you can research more into it if you want, I won't go into it, but just stuff like that, where I would have never run into somebody with an orange beard, um, and talking to my neighbors and like learning about them and like, you know, walking the dogs around the neighborhood and having the local kids come in ask questions about the dogs and their their spiky outfits that they've been wearing lately, their pitbull-proof outfits, is just really cool. It's a very rich experience. It's something that I have been really savoring and keeping to myself in a way, just enjoying it and being in the moment. Walking down the street this morning as the sun was coming up to get coffee, like noticing the alleyways, noticing the tomatoes growing, in interesting places and noticing the murals and noticing the small businesses and, uh, noticing the way the sky looks. Cause we are farther North. And I mean, we're, I've only ever lived on the West coast. So seeing the sky be so big, so full of clouds, experiencing, uh, summer rainstorms. Um, we walked to the local bar the other night and with the dogs actually, And um, it just started like sprinkling on the way back and it was just like a quick little summer storm and we're getting accustomed to that and there's thunder booming and, you know, that's a common thing and like, you know, these are all things that may seem completely normal and pedestrian to anyone who lives here, but for me, it is a very unique experience and if this is a summer, I will never forget. Spring and summer, I will absolutely never forget. I am fully immersed in this experience. Completely out of my white bubble and just swimming around in all the new experiences. So it's been really great. Um, I mentioned that the dogs were wearing their spiky outfits. I don't know if y'all follow me on the social meds, but I did a funny post with the dogs um running around to Iggy Pop's Now I Wanna Be Your Dog in their spiky, their big spiky outfits. They have these little outfits that have these. Two inch, three inch spikes sticking out. They're they're actually plastic spikes, but they they will they will get you if you come for the dog and try to attack the dog. They are called coyote vests, and the reason that we got these vests um, is not because of coyotes. That's not really an issue here in Detroit slash Hamtramck, but more so the the aggressive dogs. Um, one of our dogs, Peanut, was attacked uh, recently and almost died. Um, It was very traumatic because I saw it all go down. Uh, Pitbull attacked her and basically ripped her jugular out, ripped her entire back fat off of her back and punctured her neck uh, all the way around. Um, We really didn't think that Peanut was going to make it and it was an extremely difficult time and to go through that while we were living in the basement while we were trying to get this house to close, while we were trying to have money obviously free and open for other things besides trying to keep a dog alive, um, was very difficult. It was a really, really hard time and it was extremely, like I said, traumatic to witness such a defenseless little chihuahua as Peanut Crusher be really ripped apart now, I'm not going to pass any judgment on certain breeds of dogs. However, there are a lot of pit bull-type dogs in this area, and there are a lot of people that have dogs for protection. And I think anatomy-wise, certain dogs just have the ability to kill another animal very easily. And I think being someone who has small dogs, living in California, where people keep dogs in their purses, and even people's dogs have... um support animals. Like everybody, every dog has its own like, you know, little certificate and its own support animal. And that support animal has another support animal. I mean, come on, I'm kidding. But obviously the West Coast is a very different place. These are more aggressive dogs. They're dogs used for protection. A lot of times in some of these lower income communities, dogs are not being walked. They're not being taken care of um, sometimes I've actually come in contact with stray dogs roaming the streets. Um, there's a lot of abandoned structures in Detroit. There's a lot of just urban decay for lack of a better word, a better term. There's a lot of stray kittens, you know, there's a lot more of just why it's, it's a lot more wild. It's almost like living in a, a wilderness, like an urban wilderness. And so, Having that coyote vest for the dogs has been amazing, and I highly recommend it for anybody who has small dogs who maybe live in a rural area. There's attachments you can buy that are for like birds of prey, hawks, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, they get a lot of attention. In fact, sometimes people call them, call from their cars, and hoot and holler at them as they're driving by. They get catcalled. Um, <laughs> I'll share a picture in the Substack for you guys to see. Um, but that was one challenge that we went through. And then obviously just getting the house figured out. And then on top of that, there were several things that were not finished in the house that needed to be finished in order for the house to be sold. The owner did not speak English and was just not up to doing anything up to code. So basically we came in and did a lot of work on a house that we hadn't even bought yet. So we spent a lot of time, a lot of money. We still are spending a lot of time and money on removing the amount of trash that has been left in this house. So one interesting thing about the house it was it was built in the um mid twenties, and it has never had internet in it. Um, Hamtramck is actually the lowest income city in Michigan and the most densely populated. Um, I think there's a history of uh, people maybe not getting all of the services that they need here. For instance, this house was never insulated in any modern type way. There is some insulation in the walls. It's sort of like a 20s style insulation that's all kind of weird particles. And it's all very strange. Um, So we've been spending a lot of time insulating, which has been amazing because it's kept the house cool because it's been so hot. But, of course, in the winter, it's going to help us out a lot. Um, we spent a lot of time um keep getting getting trash, like I said, out of the house. <laughs> just so much trash. Um, just like anything you can imagine, shoes, pieces of wood, old soda bottles, um, random pieces of metal, broken furniture, um, th- weird th- weird items that were used for other purposes and what they should be used for um three ring binders like the the little prongs inside the three ring binder being used for like a key hook or like um a, a coat rack kind of thing um textbooks uh korans um lots of crazy stuff in fact i found a box actually from the 20s um in the like in the floor that has a bunch of old photographs from like clipped out from like movie, kind of like movie periodicals, like little movie pamphlets and magazines um, that I think was owned. I think a little kid did it because there's also like a little kid's notebook in there. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And um, it's been really interesting. And, it, and it, I mean, it's amazing. We're We're just really using our bodies to build something here. And that takes a lot of effort, a lot of strength, and I shouldn't say we as much as I do, because of course, most of this is all my amazing husband slash bass player slash life partner slash dad, dog daddy, Dr. Kane, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire, who has been such an incredible, uh, I want to say resource, but that sounds like he's a tool. Um, he's hand. Okay, I can't say handy anymore. He says when I say handy that that's that's insulting for people who do what he does. He is able to build. I really do believe he could build anything. Will he build everything exactly up to, you know, the code? Maybe not. Is he going to, you know, do his own thing? Absolutely, but he will make it happen. You know, he built a bathroom out of thin air that is quite beautiful that is finished and He's made the house livable to the point where we're able to be here. We're able to uh, connect with the community and be part of the music scene here in this area of Hamtramck slash Detroit and feel connected to a greater community. And that's been amazing. Living in the suburbs is not my idea of a good time. And I've really enjoyed just going to people's events, going to people's shows, meeting new bands, meeting new friends. There's been quite a few people we've met already. It's felt quite overwhelming. And tomorrow we have the Punk Rock Barbecue, which is an all day, all night event. That's I think over a dozen bands and it's going to be a blast. Um, So yeah, we're just really reveling in the new experience. We're out here trying to get, you know, um, that record out. It's, going to be ready for pre-order on October 23rd, so you guys can pre-order the vinyl from Kitten Robot Records, and I'll send out a link once that's available. I'm proud. This is silly, you guys, but I'm really proud that we did a, a lyric sheet this time. Um, in the past, with the last record, we did a zine like a lyric zine and although that is very cool and very uh, diy and fun the reason we did it was because it was too expensive to do a lyric sheet so having kitten robot records foot the bill and really help us create not only an amazing sounding record like not to brag but it just sounds amazing uh the the art is high quality it's beautiful i mean i think this is our m- most beautiful record yet the vinyl is this is this lovely raspberry, blue raspberry, we're calling it, like the icy. And um, we even made a little icy cup, a Haley and the Crushers icy cup, to go with the vinyl. And I'm toying with the idea of maybe making more of those little icy cups to take to our album release show, which we're working on in October. Just seems like a fun idea. Like maybe throw some download cards in there. I mean, hey, you guys bought... Um, eight tracks that didn't even have our music on it. (laughs) Like the eight tracks had like Elvis and you know, Frank Sinatra on them, but it had the Crushers logo and you guys bought those. So I don't know if I like a band, I'm going to buy some weird merch off them. So expect some weird merch. And, uh, we're going on tour in gosh, a month from now, we're going on a two week tour, um all around the midwest and then in november we'll be heading to southern california for just a couple of dates but just enough just enough for us to get a taste of mexican food see some friends and family hit some spots in san diego san pedro and los angeles and then come back to detroit just in time for ba 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 the winter time which you know i'm excited about look this entire experience has been challenging. It has been hard. And as hard as it has been, I welcome it. I mean, this was what we wanted. We wanted to basically shake up our lives and grow and see what we could do in a new community, see what we could like offer and just grow to a new level. And that does not come without pain and does not come without suffering, for sure. Um, I think it's important to embrace some of these things because in life, there is always going to be hardships. There's always going to be stuff that's unexpected and difficult and unfortunate. But there's also things that are hardships that you can choose deliberately that are not to create suffering, but to create growth, change, a challenge, a challenge the ability to learn something new about yourself, to learn something new about another culture, to change your perception of the world, to open and expand your idea about different kinds of people in different places, and who you can be in a new place. I mean, these are all amazing gifts that are very abstract, but I know that through these these challenges these trials this these growing pains we are going to just explode all the dreams that we have and like grow them to the next level and and when i say next level i mean that personally for us what our next level is which more often than not has absolutely nothing to do with what society might think is successful. It's more about having a fulfilling, enriching life that we are excited to wake up for, excited to go take on a new challenge, and that's where we're at right now. So it's a very big shift for me. I've always lived in one place my entire life in California, different places in California. For Dr. Kane, he's moved a few times in his life. He's had some big shifts moving to Arizona, moving to Oakland, moving to San Luis Obispo from Colorado. But for me, it's a huge shift and I'm just absolutely thrilled, excited, ready to go for whatever life throws at us next. I'm basically like, just let's go. I don't even, (laughs) I don't even care if it's going to be a bad thing next because you know what? I've already seen so much growth and just expansion in just these few months it really does feel you know we we moved in april and now it's late august it feels like 15 years it feels like a really long time i'm trying to catch up with people and i'm like so what's going on what's the hot gossip what's new and they're like it's only been a few months like nothing you <laughs> know and i'm like well everything's new for us um we're just thrilled and we're so excited about our new video it's coming out i just spent like 4 days editing it and At this point, I have no idea if it's good or not because after that much editing, my eyes go cross-eyed and I just don't know. But I am really proud of the amount of work I put into this video, that we put into this video. We filmed it at Flamingo Vintage and we filmed it in our unfinished attic in our house. And from conception to completion, it was obviously, as always, DIY, thrown it together, get some people that we met at the bar to help us film it, um, making new friends. <laughs> it's always a shit show in some regards, you know, that I remember the night we recorded, the humidity was insane. The minute like we walked outside of the house, there was just like sweat rolling off our bodies and we're thinking, oh my God, we have to pretend that we're playing really intensely inside of a building that doesn't have air conditioning. Or um, a proper—they don't have like a lot of places, old places in Detroit don't have proper, really good air conditioning. They just—it's their older places, and so and then later that night, um, we brought like our we brought the our other dog uh, Peyton Manning into the into the vintage store, and he proceeded to pee on a pair of shoes, which I was mortified by because. Our new friends who own Flamingo were so kind to let us film there. There's always a shit show. I mean, it's so funny when I hear about people who do videos that are, oh, I paid so-and-so to do this and that. It's like, well, that would be fun. But I don't even know if we could do it that way. We always end up kind of taking the reins, for better or worse. And so the video is for our new single, Taboo, our last single before the album drops on uh, September 13th. And I swear to God, there will be no more singles. <laughs> this is the fourth and final single, okay? And um, that's coming out also on the 23rd. So the 23rd's a fun time. There's going to be pre-orders, there's going to be an album, and then we're going on tour on the 23rd, and we'll be out and about for two weeks. So yeah, just a lot going on. Of course, I didn't want to come on just to promote that shit, although, you know, that is happening at this time. I just wanted to come on because I hadn't had time to re-engage with you guys and I felt like I didn't have time to do that with myself like I said earlier so once I was able to refill my well and really get situated really <laughs> embrace the grittiness and the change and embrace the mattress on the floor and embrace you know every little bit of this new reality I am now able to come back on here with regularity and say hello and hopefully, as I always hope to do, spread a little bit of color, a little bit of sparkle, a little bit of sunshine into your day. Perhaps it's entertainment or perhaps it is just the motivation you need to get your own little DIY project off the ground because I don't care how many years go by, we are always the little DIY band that could. So you know where to find us. Um, until then, we'll be uh, sucking down some, some Coney dogs at the local Coney place and um, playing around town and hopefully coming to a city near you. If we're going to be nearby, come on down and say hi. And who knows, maybe you'll see like a really cool icy cup that has a uh, download card in it or some other merch item. Well, that's all I have for you today. Uh, take care. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.